and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Tonight we thought we would do something a little bit different and fun and just kind of talk about Things that we've never told anybody, whether that are those are just little incidences in our lives or some of our hopes and dreams we've been thinking about. And since Lauren, this is Lauren's brainchild, I'll let her start. <laughs> well, I, okay, so I have a lot of like funny ones that I want to share because I realized that I may have told people these things before, but I've never told all of our 60,000 stranger friends these things before. So that'll be fun. But I guess my whole thing was, I feel like we do cover a lot of really important and serious topics, but it's true that we kind of do think of our listeners as our friends and friends just kind of giggle and talk about funny stuff that they do sometimes. And it's more random sometimes than that. So we just wanted to let you into our lives. And we can edit some of that stuff out for you guys. So tonight we're not going to. Yeah, but there's all these conversations we have with each other that are like laugh fests that go on for hours at a time. <laughs> and we just realized that like maybe I'll want to hear that stuff. <laughs> so I'll go first. Um, something I have either never told anyone or rarely told or admitted to anyone is that my brother and I got in a fight when I was 16 and I kicked him down the basement stairs. They were carpeted, but I did kick him down the stairs. And he went through the sheetrock at the bottom and had to go to the hospital because he cut his head. It was not serious, but I felt real bad about that. So that's I my confession. You feel bad about it. So you got bad. Well, I didn't feel bad right away because he actually was asking for it. But if you're listening, brother, dear, I love you. I'm sorry I kicked you down the stairs. <laughs> That was uh, my husband just chimed in. No, she's not. (laughs) One of the things that I mean, this isn't as good of a confession as the kicking down my brother down the stairs. But my first confession, um, you know, when you're seven, it's you don't really always know. I mean, sometimes you do. My seven-year-old did. My oldest did, but I didn't know you know what to take and my uh, confession was that i didn't spend enough time with my dog she said her dog people if you didn't hear that correctly her confession was that she didn't spend time with her dog yep but like give us a little back like just a bit of a backstory why did you feel so bad about that you had to go to confession well it was our you know it was our first one so we had to go because it's your first, you know, oh, they right. scheduled it. Okay, yeah, and yeah. so it was, our, it was my first reconciliation. And so um, I guess at that point, I just wasn't sure what else to take. I felt bad that I didn't spend time with her. She was an old dog. And and um, there's lots of stories from when I was little that, you know, she let me do every, you know, put blankets on her, comb her hair, pull her tail. Aww. And, you know, so I guess as a little seven-year-old, I've, Felt bad that she put up with me so much and I didn't spend enough time with her after going and you know, being at school all day. And yeah. So I, a- I, in my first confession, I remember it taking a really long time because I didn't want to, I couldn't get the words out. And I remember standing up and like walking around the room because it was like in like a, like the confessional was 
little bit bigger, I guess, or I was just really small. And so I remember it being bigger. And I remember being able to like pace. Um, and I finally confessed that I had stolen a tiny little bow from like a party supply store. And then my mom knew that and like had like she found out and had me take it back and I had to apologize to the person. But I confessed it in my first confession. And it wasn't until just like a few years ago that I told my mom, like I said something about it to my mom. She goes, that's why you were in there so long. Like I was crying and I just, I didn't want to admit it. <laughs> Okay, the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to think of stuff because, like, most of my like weird, embarrassing things, I tend to like like people know about. Um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast here before that I've that in preschool I kicked a nun, <laughs> and uh, but the story of that was that I kicked her. She was the principal. I kicked her because I didn't want to take a nap. And the my my preschool teacher who um her daughter later married my uncle, so like we've been around each other and she's told me the story before like and uh she's like she she tried to give me she would I just I would not take a nap. I was throwing a fit about it. I guess and she like threatened me to go to the principal's office and usually that would like silence other kids because uh this this sister she wasn't she wasn't a dainty little nun, let's just put it that way. And she was quite stern. Um, and that usually would scare the other kids, uh, but not me. And uh, so I got sent to sent to her office where then my, my typical was to stick my fingers in my ears, stick my tongue out and start kicking people. Um, so I, I, she, I think I had, she had to chase me around the, the uh, office to a, this, if that's how the story goes. But then later I learned to like naps. And um, so kinder, you know, I, I straightened up in that sense, I guess. And uh, I learned to like naps. And then I, I left, I was, left that school for a little while. And when I came back, I was, I was there for pre-K and kindergarten. And then I came back in seventh grade. And the, some of the kids remembered me as the girl that they had to tickle to wake up. No. Because, because it, once I started napping, then I just wouldn't wake up. Wow, that's uh, intense. Yeah, but that wasn't my only um, principal kicking story. So after after Catholic school, then we went to I went to public school in first grade. Um, I got in trouble for supposedly pinching a kid on recess. Um, I do not recall actually pinching him. I think my hand just landed on his, and I had sharp nails. But I will admit that maybe I did pinch him. I don't remember. Um, but I got, you know, I got in trouble from the the recess teacher and was asked my name and whose class I was in, and I refused to say. And so I sat. I had got I had to sit on the bench for the rest of recess. Well, then the bell rang and it was time to go in and. I just picked myself up and started going back to my classroom, thinking I had beat the system. I did not get in trouble because I never told her my name or my class. And that stinking teacher followed me back to my classroom. And I was so angry. I was, I thought I was so mad. I remember thinking like, this should not be allowed. 
And, um, and they had to call the principal in. And of course I stuck my fingers in my ears, stuck my tongue out and started kicking. Um, and at that point uh, I got sent home from the day and my mom got a phone call and um, she answered the phone and they said that it was the school. And she's like, oh yes. Cause she was expecting a phone call about a job that she had applied for. <gasps> oh. <laughs> you need to come pick up your daughter oh, and, uh, because of that incident uh we no longer got the disney channel because that was back you know when we had to pay extra on cable in order to have the disney channel pretty sure my older sister never forgave me for that dare she i also had a potty mouth oh i no, i still do erase that <laughs> i would make up words though using um anatomically correct terms that my mom had taught me you know thinking she was you know know it being that like you're supposed to teach your kids mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those correct terms but then i would turn it around and call my sister <laughs> a uh, such and such head screaming uh. <laughs> <laughs> it down the catholic school hallway Ooh. oh annie you <laughs> a little rebel yeah, straightened up in second grade. <laughs> Just got it out of your system in kindergarten. <laughs> got on the straight and narrow by third. <laughs> or as uh, my sister-in-law pointed out not too long ago, she was like, no, that's when your ADHD became internalized. I'm like, oh, but there, there it is. <laughs> that's oh, probably more accurate. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's very insightful of her. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but when I was nine, I wanted to be a nun with Mother Teresa's order. Do you guys mm -hmm. ever remember it? Have I said that to you guys before? No. Mm -mm. So it's kind of crazy. I was baptized Catholic, um, but I got a lot of my faith formation actually in the Protestant church. But my whole life, I was super drawn to Catholicism, obviously. Now, I know that's because I was Catholic in my soul. Um, but I, I'd i always want to go to church. I'd always want to sit in the Catholic church and go to Mass, even though I didn't know what it was about or what I was doing or anything like that. Um, I mean, I knew the basic things. My mom told me all the basic things. You know, she didn't just totally not educate. But um, I just... You know, I didn't do all the sacraments and the formations and all those things. And I, I, I went to my aunt's church, which is a Protestant church, and they did, you know, they taught me all kinds of um, hot ways to, to have a personal relationship with God. But, but even so, with all of that going on, even in my uh, in my eight year old year, when I, the Protestants call it, um, some branches of Protestants will call it getting saved. That's when you make a personal decision for Christ and to give your life to Him, and it's actually really beautiful. I did that when I was eight years old at vacation Bible school and it was real. Like I remember the seat I was sitting in. I remember the struggle, the interior struggle. I knew I would have to let God be in charge of my life. And it was a big deal. Even at eight, I really, that was, I feel like that was a decision that I made and I can look back and honestly see change and fruit in my life when the Holy spirit began to accompany me in close in a closer way and I actually think that was necessary because some of the things that I experienced as a child after that were really difficult. And that closeness that I felt with God was important. But I say all that to say this, going back to Mother Teresa, I still was very interested in Catholic things. And I would read 
anything I could about Mother Teresa. I was looking at pictures of her. I was drawn to her and her work with the poor. And so I decided when I was nine that I wanted to be a nun. And I told my mom and she was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then she kind of explained to me that nuns don't have families and can't do, you know, relationships with, and I was also boy crazy. So I was like, oh, well, that's not going to work. So, so I gave that up. Once I figured out you, you couldn't you could, um, have a family or do anything that you do to get a family. So I was not interested in that after that. So have you ever been to Holy Family Cathedral and sat where she sat in Tulsa? No. Yeah. They have a little plaque where she has, she's been there and she, they have a little plaque where oh. she sat. You know, they have one of those in St. Louis, too, I think. Um, No, that was where John Paul II was. I did sit there. That was incredible. Um, But no, I've never been there. I'll have to put that on my list of to-dos. So for all our listeners who ever want to travel to Oklahoma, or if you're local, Holy Family Cathedral in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa is beautiful, by the way, for those of you. Like, don't, don't skip Tulsa if you're coming through Oklahoma. It's really, it's really a fascinating little town. So much beauty there. There's a museum there called, uh, what is it called? The big one that's fancy with the art. The Philbrook? Yes. Or the oh my gosh, it's like an English garden <laughs> in the middle of Oklahoma. It's so beautiful. Come to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> what, Annie? I love that you called it a little town. Compared <laughs> well, to like major, major city. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty big. Well, I, it just has a small feel. Like, it has kind of a hometown feel. I don't know why I feel that way. Or maybe it feels like, I don't know. I feel like Tulsa is more like a, like a little Austin. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't, like, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. Like a cosmopolitan with a small sort of. The, the folky earthy feel. Tone, yeah. Sort of. Like, yeah. yeah, a little bit on the hippie side, maybe. But more artsy <laughs> and folky. And there's some real interesting history there, especially in the past the few recent years the past recent years didn't need to say past and recent could have just said one of those two um i edit live by the way uh, no um but i think there's um some history that's come up recently that's being re-examined in the tulsa area and it's just it's created a lot of buzz about tulsa and a lot of attention towards tulsa and so i don't know why i'm talking about it but come to oklahoma and see tulsa and i also wanted to be a nun when i was nine <laughs> Bringing it back around. <laughs> My mom asked me when I was around nine years old if I was going to be a nun. I said, no, that's not what I was called to do. I already, I don't know. You just knew? Yeah, I just knew. How fascinating. I yeah, I, don't, I was talking about this with my husband the other day. I was like, I don't think I ever had a moment. Like, I maybe it was like I, that thought of, I sh- you know, as being a Catholic, I should be open to it. But it was like, God, you're going to have to hit me over the head by a two by four if this is what you're calling me to, because I don't feel called to that at all. Whereas my husband went to seminary. So. Right. Well, and I'll be honest, I've thought about more as, um, you know, I, there's these saints that who are married mm-hmm. and their husbands died and mm-hmm. then they became nuns. Like, that's something that I've thought about. Mm-hmm. But previous to being married, that wasn't, I just knew that it wasn't what. I was called to do at that time, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was interesting my mom asked, though. That, I just wonder where that conversation came from, like in her heart. Like, I wonder if she had seen something in you or well, like. My mom, um, 
I guess she, you know, she's from, you know, the, grew up in the 60s and 70s. I guess she kind of thought by the time that I was old enough that women would be allowed to be priests. And oh. So I think that she felt like that. Mm. She said that I was always trying to imitate the priests oh. during mass, like when he was saying prayers and raising. She said it was a little embarrassing because like he'd raise up the Eucharist and I put my hands up and things like so that. So I oh. think she thought that because of that, she felt like there was some sort of vocation. Some, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's so lovely. Like you're just trying to enter into that mass that is a little girl like that. That's, mm. Oh, that just gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I think it's sweet. I love stuff like that. I like watching kids do that. Mm. <laughs> Our listeners probably don't know that I sit here and doodle the entire time. She does. Literally the entire, and Stacey does it too. Stacey Not draws. today, but I do. Yeah. Especially when there's something on my mind. And I have to get it out. I've always yeah. wanted to be like artistic. I'm like, I'm not, I, I doodle, but I'm not, you know, good <laughs> at drawing. But I've always wanted to be artistic, but I don't have the patience to actually like learn, you know, how to, because I don't have the like natural ability. But I always, I've like picked up different crafts at different times and they last like, well, I don't know, a minute. And then, of course, I married into a super, super crafty artistic family. So it's kind of like, well, they can do that. <laughs> yep. Maybe we'll have Annie take some pictures of her doodles and post them online. <gasps> Yay! Yes, that would be funny. <laughs> He's like, no, please, no. Yes. Only if you post yours. Okay. I just, write, <laughs> I just draw arrows. Like arrows so and boxes. I have, right now, I have um, block letters of the word volcano. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're talking about volcanoes. As, I could talk about volcanoes. You know, I walked around a volcano for my 25th birthday in Costa Rica. Okay, so nobody knows that. Yeah. Say it again. You walked around. No, we hiked around an active volcano in Costa Rica for my 25th birthday. Because I'm kind of a geology and meteorology nut nerd. Okay, I didn't I went know to that. Meteorology mm. camp. Huh? I went to meteorology camp. That's really cool. It was, well, it was a meteorology and data analysis. I used to go to nerd camps every summer. So, I got a free calculator. One of the, like, nice graphing calculators. It lasted me a long time. Did it come with a pocket protector? (laughs) Did you put a piece of tape between your glasses? I did when they broke. (laughs) You got bees drunk? That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, that was... uh, Go back to the hive and tell them the wrong directions. If they make it there. So what was the point of that? Like you guys were trying to study something about them or their behavior when inebriated? I don't remember. <laughs> it was, I think it was just like a data analysis thing. Of oh, like okay. What they reacted or like, I don't remember. I was in high school and we just thought it was really funny that we were doing that. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Yeah, so I went, like, all through high school, like, every summer, I went to a different, different kind of nerd camp. But, Volcano, I was doing my student teaching in Costa Rica, and I turned 25 while we were down there, and so the other student teachers, we would get together for 
holidays and weekends, and I had told them that I wanted to go to Volcan Arenal for my birthday. And so for Holy Week, that's where we went because my birthday was right around Holy Week. So, which by the way, if you're ever traveling in a Central American country, a lot of places take off for Holy Week and it's really hard to find transportation. <laughs> so I hitchhiked that week too. It was awesome. Oh well, I was with friends. So like we all hitchhiked together, but yeah, it was fun. Stacy is very adventurous listeners. You should know that she is pre like, having children, but, come down but we never lose those parts of ourselves. Yeah. So, and I think that that's important though. That's, and that's the real serious part of like this conversation is we are who we are. You know, we don't change and stop being that way. Maybe it gets filtered a different way or, you know, it goes in a different direction or it gets channeled. But that adventurous, fun, loving, like crazy yes you is still there. It's the re- it's what said yes to this podcast. You know, so I, I don't know. I think it's cool to hear all these stories. And Annie, you're still a rebel. Still kicking, <laughs> kicking against the man, trying to hold you back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rebel is definitely the word that describes me. Somewhere inside of you, there's a rebel, Annie. (laughs) I've got one. This is not like a things nobody knows about me, but it's things that no one cares about. But I'm going to tell you anyway, because it's funny and cool. (laughs) So I am directly related. And I mean, she would have been like my grandmother's cousin to one of the very famousest movie stars in Hollywood in the 1940s and 50s. You can Google her name and you will find over 40 films that she was in with people like Lucille Ball and um, who's the guy that was in Gone with the Wind? But you know, her name is, um, should I give her name? She's, is that, would that be weird? Clark Gable? Are you yeah, I think so. Yeah, Clark Gable. Cool. I don't know why I'm looking at my phone because because you don't have her name. No, because like internet doesn't work for me for some reason. I feel like you've told us this before. She's told us, but it hasn't been on the. Yeah, I was like gonna say, has it been on here that far? Uh-uh. I feel like I, I'm like I've heard this story, but I'm like. It's pretty neat to like put her name in and see. Um, yeah. What is her name? I don't know if I should say it on the air. Why not? Okay, Just so her name is Linda. Down? I don't care. Her name is Linda Darnell. I am directly related to Linda Darnell. Everybody, goog really fast. Linda Darnell. Let's break the internet. And it's weird because she looks like my grandmother. Like it's crazy, and she looks like some of the women in our family too. We're gonna see. We're gonna see it. I used to work at a sleepaway camp for six summers. And one summer, I would sometimes go because, you know, we live in Oklahoma and the summer camp was in Massachusetts. And I'd occasionally go visit my aunt and uncle before Ann. There was one summer my uncle flew me to camp in a helicopter. <gasps> what? Because it was faster. What? Yeah. Oh he's my a, gosh. He was one, he's retired now, but for a long time, he was one of two guys that if you wanted to get your helicopter pilot's license, you had to take your test with him. So he used to fly for um, the president, too. So pretty cool. Yeah. 
I never got to go to camp in a helicopter. Well, that year, so I was the stage, I was one of the stagecraft instructors. So that year for all of the plays, there was a helicopter hidden in the set. Oh, that's so cute. Yes, Stacy is a thespian. Did you, I bet that's something that our listeners don't know about you. She is, um, well, tell them, tell them about what you did in college and you were like in charge of stuff. (laughs) Um, It was all by chance, really, because um, I was awarded work study for, you know, financial aid. And um, because my dad's a contractor, I had construction experience and there was a position open for the theater department at the college I was at. And so I applied for it, and for several years I worked work study for for the theater department. And I started off as a carpenter, and um, then I moved on to as charge artist for a year, which is the head painter for the sets. And then my favorite job that I held the longest and um, what I enjoyed the most because it incorporated pretty much all the jobs. There's design involved and all sorts. I, I just loved it was properties mistress. And so I was the properties mistress for two years and I was one of the department purchasers. So I had a university credit card. Oh. So I could buy things, it was yeah. fun. But, um, okay, so here's an interesting. So the director, we did the Mikado one year and the director wanted the emperor to have a cat of nine tails. So, <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a medieval weapon that is sometimes not used in that context. And so I had to research and try to find them, find a set. Oh, no. And the, the places I found were not places I could use a university credit card. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, but I eventually <laughs> found, I was able to uh, find one and purchase from a medieval store online. There you go. And so it, it took a long time. But when you research that, be very careful because things that you don't want to see pop up on your computer. Oh, my um, But what's also interesting is at the time I was dating an electrical engineer. And there is like an electrical like... Um, set up called a cat of nine like it's like a circuit of nine and so that so either it's this really totally opposite thing that's weird and a little dorky or someplace you don't want to go yeah (laughs) so you have to be really careful so the theater world took me in a lot of interesting places like that yeah Yeah. and um but with that i also because of that experience um when i worked at camp um i had um I actually applied for a, a different position and the camp director said, well, you have a lot of theater and music experience. And I said, yeah. And so they hired me for stagecraft. And I also did the um, uh, camp band class too. Yeah, so, so cool. but it was, I loved it there. Um, there's some people who I know that met there or married. They take their kids there every year. Aww. Like, like it's a big thing. And, a thing. Yeah. I love that. It's, um, yeah. I, the only reason I really stopped working there is because, you know, it's back East. They start school later than mm-hmm. we do. And when I graduated and started teaching here in Oklahoma, right. um, school started before camp was over. Mm-hmm. And so my schedule just didn't allow for me to continue working there every summer. I miss it. It's my it was my home away from home. 
Still, you miss it after all these years. Yeah. Now, when we took this trip this last September with my dad, it was, uh, I was like, it was like being home. Like, you know, I haven't been back east in a long time. It was Hmm. was nice being there. Isn't that interesting that you didn't grow up on the East Coast Hmm. at all? No. And you feel that that is your home. And your dad was racer. Your parents are from the East Coast. Well, my dad is. My mom's from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about Iowa. Yeah. That's where all my family is. My mom on my paternal side, my dad's side. And I, of all the places in the world that I've ever lived, having never actually lived there, when I travel back there, that feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. My my dad does like to point out that I've never spent a winter there before. That's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, summers and, and a couple falls I've been there. But yeah, very, I, yeah, I've been there during, I've been in New York during winter time. Cause I was my, well, my birthdays, I think it was my 20th birthday. I was in New York city and for my 21st, I was in New Orleans. See, I like to travel, like I traveled a lot. She know, did. Traveler. Yeah. She, you know what we should do? <laughs> Listeners, I want you to like, tell us what you think about this idea. What if we organized a pilgrimage at some point like a coffee Ooh. and catholics pilgrimage and we um like what if we all and now we're all just dreaming with you and just thinking what if we figured out somewhere we all wanted to go and went on a pilgrimage together with coffee and catholics oh that'd be so much fun listeners would you want to go and if so where would you want to go <laughs> where should we do our pilgrimage what say you that'd be so awesome. in the comments after this podcast tell us what you think and if you're just listening to us after having watched us on the Catholic Faith Network recently, please go back and review our more serious podcasts because I <laughs> promise you there's a lot more substantive stuff that we talk about than we are today. We just really wanted for you to see a different side of us and to see that we're just people like you that hang out with our friends and just talk about things and well, when we started this podcast, we did a whole like little um, kind of like a bio, like a whole uh, you go back on our Facebook page and um, and do a search for a host focus. And we have focus on all of us um, from you know our, our backgrounds and everything there. But um, and then last year, about this time, we interviewed each other and gave a little bit more information about each other. And so. We just think every once in a while it's nice for you guys to know a little bit more about us than just the hard topics that we talk about. While we think it's important to talk about those topics, I think we also think it's important to laugh and rest and play together mm-hmm. too. So tell us some of the things that people don't know about you in the podcast too. Um, G rated all, please. All G rated <laughs> stuff. But um, we'd love to hear the things that you've maybe never, maybe it's secret dreams in your heart. Like maybe there's things that you've never wanted to admit to yourself that you wanted to do or that you, you wanted to learn or something you wanted to become that you never did. This is your space to tell us. We actually are going to sit and wait and be excited to hear what people say. We want to hear the, about those secret dreams in your heart. Um, my secret dream is that I want to own a bookstore and on top of the bookstore, I want to 
there to be a bed and breakfast. And then on the third floor, I want to live in that third floor in a tiny town in Europe and run all of them with no unlimited amounts of money ever. So that is my dream. What is your dream? I want to learn French. What are the little dreams in your heart that you maybe have never taken the time to just vocalize? Those are important and they matter. And so do all these little funny moments. And we want to hear about that too. Just a little, because you mentioned French. We learned about today when we're recording is the feast of St. John Newman. Oh. And he was not born in the United States, um, but he came over from, I believe it's the Czech Republic, because they had too many priests. So his archbishop, wouldn't, he went to seminary, but he wouldn't ordain him because they had too many priests. Wow. And so he, came over, so he came over here to the United States and ministered to people in rural areas. And what's interesting about um, him is that he learned 12 languages so that he could service the people that he, like, so he could serve the people in his community, like, in his community. 12 Languages. Twelve this languages. Is in the Czech Republic, you said. Well, no, he can't. No, it was here in the United States. Oh, here in the United States. Because yeah, oh, he's from the Czech Republic, okay. but then he moved here because he wanted to be a priest. He felt called right. to be a priest, and they wouldn't and do they it wouldn't because they had too many priests at the time, which is yeah. And so he came over here. Was ordained by a bishop here, and and uh, when was. How I believe it was eighteen Sorry. something. So late eighteen hundred. Yeah, and so, so fascinating. But we just learned about we learned about him today on Catholic Sprouts. My children and I That's did. Awesome. I mean, it's not his feast day now as you're listening, but it's his feast day today as we were recording. And I just thought that that was really cool as a language person. I really thought that was really cool. And my kids and I tried to figure out, well, what languages would he may have, want, you know, he probably already knew Czech. And then thinking about the immigrants and are coming over to our country, you know, French. Probably and, learned French, German. German. Um, uh, Spanish, probably, just in yeah. case they sent him somewhere. He must have had some sort of just gift, a linguistic yeah. gift, because probably living where he lived, he probably already knew probably four or five. Yeah. So I'm wondering what were the languages that he came here and then learned in addition to that. Because mm-hmm. he probably already Well, knew. in that time period, he would have had to learn Latin for the Mass. Oh, right. Okay. okay. And then yeah. we figured English because he moved over here to right. And so, yeah, we just kind of went through a couple of the languages of thinking about, like, who was immigrating to the United States at that time, Dutch and... He probably um, already knew, like, maybe Russian or Ukrainian or some of the mm-hmm. Slavic languages. Oh, wow. So, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, for those yeah. of you that have secret dreams of learning languages. Or traveling. St. John. Or <laughs> 12 languages. Yeah. Whatever he is. That's probably not an official patronage. <laughs> uh, pray for us. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then... May God bless you, and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.